What's up, NBA fans? This is Clayton Hendricks with another episode of Hoops with Slim Shooter. Getting into the NBA playoffs, um, having a lot of great series right now. So much information and um, so much, you know, cool stats from around the league that um, I'm going to be breaking up the playoffs um, in two episodes um, today going with the West, giving you all the updates on all the series in the West and tomorrow we'll break down the East. So <clears throat> getting into, um, the West after a really thrilling end to the seeding games for the Portland Trailblazers coming into the playoffs on fire. Um, the Lakers have quickly cooled that off. And since the game one victory for the Blazers, the Lakers have railed off three straight wins and have definitely stolen the Blazers' spark and are looking to finish off this series in their next matchup um, on Thursday. I think the key to these last three wins for the Lakers has been, of course, LeBron looking like LeBron, you know, showing off that he is in playoff mode, um, ready to go, you know, for the throat of any opponent that gets in his way. He's, he's a, a man on a mission looking for that ring to bring to the city of Los Angeles. I mean, um, in the the last uh, the last couple of games, I mean, he, he's been playing really good. I mean, game one, he had 23, 17 and 16, which, you know, they lost. Um, game two, he had 10, 6, and 7, only playing 26 minutes. Um, and the Lakers won that game by 23 points. He didn't have to play a full, you know, all-out game. Um, game three, he had 38 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. And game four, the Lakers also won that game by 20. He only played 28 minutes and he had 30 points, 6 rebounds, and 10 assists. So LeBron really picking it up. Um and, and, you know, looking at his true playoff form um, and it bids well for the Lakers finishing off this series on Thursday, going ahead and, and closing out the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, along with LeBron playing very well um, right now, the team is getting off to really fast starts in these last three games. Um, and it's seeming to just kind of overwhelm the Blazers with suffocating defense. Um you know, just kind of stealing the momentum that the Trailblazers had and um, or any any, you know, any kind of um, hopes that they had after getting blown out and then trying to come back saying, you know, what, that was an off game. We're going to come back strong. Um, the Lakers just completely snuffed that out <laughs> for the Trailblazers and are, are starting these games really quickly and um, have the Trailblazers playing catch up for the game, which puts them. You know, put any team that's playing catch up, you're going to be putting your, you know, as a coach, you're putting your team in kind of riskier positions where they're needing to be outside of their comfort zone, trying to kind of force, you know, as a, especially as a talented offensive player, an offensive team like the Portland Trailblazers with McCullen and Lillard and Carmelo Anthony, you know, these guys are super talented on the offensive side of the, uh, of the ball and they know how talented they are so when they're struggling on the offensive side because um they're not able to stop the lakers on the defensive side of the ball they're forcing it they're they're taking bad shots and um you know it's it's just playing right into the hands of the lakers who um are playing fast and, and capitalizing off of bad shots turnovers and, and just really racking up 
the point differential in the in these last three games. So, um, you know, that is that's been tough. And then you know, Portland. That like I talked about last episode, Zach Collins um, getting hurt for them with with the hairline fracture um, has been huge because it's caused Whiteside and Nurkic to be. Um, forced into the starting lineup together and then having to kind of learn how to play more minutes alongside each other and it seems like it's been challenging for them on the offensive side because you have um, you know they have different skill sets and the way they play with each other and they play off of each other um, has been difficult so um, you know that's that's a key factor and why Portland hasn't been able to get anything going. Um, Damian Lillard obviously suffering from a couple of injuries. I mean, he dislocated his finger, you know, going to be dealing with some soreness with that. And then in in game four, uh, he left on Monday, on Monday night's game, he left early in the third quarter um, with a knee injury, which he, you know, there's plans for him to have an MRI today. Um, which we should know more before game five to see what the extent of that is. Um, but it's, you know, it was this kind of, this series, I expected more from the Portland Trailblazers. They were hot coming into the playoffs. I thought that we would have a close, you know, closer matchups, not not two huge blowout victories for the Lakers. Um, but, you know, just kind of disappointed. You know, I, I thought that, the, the Portland Trailblazers were healthy. They were hungry for uh, for an upset, and um, they just haven't shown it. The Lakers are proving to be a major threat in the West and a major threat for a championship contention. So uh, everybody should be on the lookout because Braun, AD, the whole squad is looking looking like a, like a team on a mission. So we'll we'll see if uh, the Lakers can close it out on Thursday in Game Five. Um, OKC and Houston. OKC has definitely battled back in this series with Houston, tying things up 2-2, um, locking in at least two more games, hopefully three to make it a seven-game interesting series. Um, Westbrook at this point still, still has not made an appearance um, in this series, but was seen working out before game four on the court, you know, getting in some reps, um, you know, testing out the, that those tight quads that he's dealing with that's keeping him out he hasn't played since uh, i believe august 11th and um i know houston is definitely wanting him back in the lineup that spark that he gives the athleticism that he brings um and just the all-around team play moving that ball around with all the offensive power that they have in that houston lineup so um it's going to be interesting to see how Houston's coaching staff feels um, with him and and how he feels physically if he wants to try to jump into this series um, or if if, he, if really if Houston even needs him. I know the series is tied up 2-2 right now, um, but um, for the Thunder, I mean, it's really been a, a guard-heavy uh, production for them in these last two games that has caused them to get back into it. And if Houston can, you know, shut down one or two of these guys, I mean, Schroeder, Chris Paul, Gallinari, and SGA, you know, they're really playing well for, Th- for the Thunder the last two games. And if they, if they can limit Chris Paul, limit Schroeder, I mean, Gallinari, SGA, they're, they're kind of more of the role 
players, but if, if they can limit, if, if they can even limit those two guys and let, you know, Paul and Schroeder kind of do their thing, I mean, that is just the little bit of tweaking that Houston needs on their defense to, uh, to close out these next two games. Uh, OKC doesn't have a lot of offensive weapons that if they game if Houston can game plan lock in on D and take away maybe two of those options it, it's it's going to be over um especially you know with the fact that um the fact that the bigs for OKC you know Adams Steven Adams and Noel haven't been playing great um and they haven't really been going to them a whole lot um like I said guard you know, high level of guard play for OKC is what has won them these last two games. So I think uh, for me, if OKC really wants a true shot of upsetting Houston, they can't rely on, you know, Schroeder, Chris Paul, Gallinari, and SGA to just go off every night. It's it's not, um, I don't feel like it's going to happen. And you're, you're playing the same style of play as Houston, that fast, quick, offensive, high guard play and Houston just has more talent on that side of the ball they have more weapons and um, I feel like their that's their identity and they've proven it time and time again that like that's what they do and so I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to come up to come up and try to compete with them using that same style of play um, because I mean Harden is due for a huge game, I feel like. I mean, he's had some really good games, but he hasn't had, like, this explosive huge game against OKC yet. And um, I feel like if they keep playing that same style of play, they're, they're just going to they're gonna get outmatched. So I think if OKC really has a shot at this series, they need to get Steven Adams and Noel's. Uh, they need to get Noel, you know, involved in the in this game get it get the get the ball down low um take advantage of some some offensive rebounds and win that rebounding matchup with those two and then kick it out and you know obviously cp3 and schroeder have to have amazing games i think gallinari and sga they can have average games and and if adams and noel are involved okc can still pull out this upset so um you know we'll see how things roll game five on Thursday, um, you know, really interesting series. It's taken a lot for OKC to fight back and, and pull out these last couple of games. Um, I still feel like Houston's going to kind of close it out. And honestly, um, Mike D'Antoni is a great coach. And the way that they've sh Houston has shown their defensive capabilities in the bubble games and kind of them kind of locking in more on defense, I feel like they're going to make some adjustments and probably knock this series out 4-2. Um, I don't really see OKC getting getting another victory, and I don't see all four of these guys for OKC going off um, to win two more games against Houston. Um, so we'll see how it plays. Uh, we got the Clippers and the Mavericks all even, two games apiece. Man, this series just keeps flip-flopping. Each game they play... Um, you know, starting off with the Clips winning game one, um, it bodes that, you know, the pattern says that the Clips may take game five, get back on top of the series. Um, since since game one's victory for the Clippers, 
you know, PG had a had a pretty decent game. Um, but since then, he's gone ice cold, um, only scoring 14, 11, and 9 in the last three games. Um, and with, with Porzingis on the other side of the ball, out in game four with knee soreness and the down play from Paul George, I mean, game four came down to basically Kawhi versus Luka. And Luka prevailing in that matchup, getting unreal numbers, you know, putting up 43, 17, and 13 with a game-winning three-point buzzer beater, you know, making him the youngest player to hit a playoff game-winning shot in NBA history. Um, He had an incredible game. And if PG can't get back on track, combined with the fact that Porzingis hasn't played well and may not play because of medical reasons for his knee, um, you know, I'd, I'm not sure if the Clips can can hang on. I mean, I know that they can. They definitely have the weapons um, to do it. And, and Kawhi, you can't count him out. He's, he's such a playmaker. And with Luka being a young you know, young superstar. Um, he has the talent, but the experience in the NBA is not there in the playoffs. Um, Kawhi has him on that. And um, I just think this would be a much easier series for the for the Clippers if PG would just be his normal self. He doesn't have to even go off. But him only scoring 14, 11, and 9 in the last three games is below mediocre um as you know for an average player you know you know what i mean and pg is a superstar um if he would just get you know 20 you know 23 to 25 points a game i mean this series would be over already you know what i mean because um they just can't account for that i mean the the mavericks have luca and that's it right now and so um if PG doesn't doesn't wake up and, and get out of this slump and Luka continues his ridiculous level of play right now, um, and if he can get the best of Kawhi, which is going to be hard to do, um, the Mavericks have a real shot at upsetting the Clippers. Um, do I think PG is going to continue to play as bad as he is? No chance. I mean, no chance. He's a He is a primetime player I mean this dude is unreal uh and he he's just got to get all of, out of this slump he's in you know what I mean and it, it's all mental especially being in this bubble being so secluded and all you're surrounded with is your performance because you can't do anything else but focus on basketball I mean slumps I think are probably even harder to get out of and so um I think Kawhi Leonard you know, MPG are going to get back on track, although it may be tough for PG and they're going to, they're going to give this series, uh, try to finish it out. Um, but obviously it's tied 2-2 with Luca's great play. We'll see how things go. A lot of good basketball in this series, enjoying it. A lot of highlight plays and, and history, you know, history breaking. I mean, Luca, um, youngest, you know, the youngest player, to hit a playoff game-winning buzzer beater. I mean, he had a triple-double. Incredible numbers. He's playing very well. Um, Game five will be later today. Exciting to watch that matchup. Um, Utah and Denver. Utah's up 3-1. 
in the series with an outstanding play from Donovan Mitchell recording a series high 57 points ranking him third all-time in playoff history um, and 51 points in game four putting him in a class of only Jordan and Iverson of players who have posted 250 plus point performances in a single playoff series um, you know Denver kept things interesting in game four with Jamal Murphy also posting a 50 point 11 rebound seven assist game but just falling just short um, losing by two points um, in this series I you know there's been two blowouts and two really close pretty close games um, in both of the close games Jamal Murray for the Denver Nuggets has played very well um, so his inconsistency has put Denver's offense in a bind. Um, I feel like if if Jamal Murray can kind of figure things out, um, play well, and then in in then in Game Five's matchup, then uh, Denver has a shot because Yo uh, Jokic has been incredibly consistent for Denver, playing playing well night in and night out. Um, and you. You just, I mean, I know Donovan Mitchell is an incredible player, but I, you can't expect him to continue to put up 50-point games. Um, so if this, if if a team is going to climb out of a 3-1 in the playoffs as a whole right now, I think it would be Denver that could do it. Um, because, you know, they, they, they just have to limit the production of Donovan Mitchell just by a little bit. And Jamal, and Jamal Murray has to show up and, and play well, being the floor general of his team, leading them, getting Jokic involved, uh, and, and scoring a, a decent amount. You know, showing up in the two law in the in the two blowout losses. You know, he had under 15 points in both games. Um, that's not going to cut it, you know, being a starter, starting point guard for your team who's supposed to be someone who produces points on the board, uh, you know, scoring less than 15 points a game and trying to be competitive just isn't going to cut it. So uh, if Denver, you know, like I said, I think Denver, if anyone's going to do it and, and come out of a 3-1, um, it's Denver. They have the team to do it They if they can just kind of limit Mitchell and, and and Jamal can play his game. They they have a shot. So we'll see how that is. That you know that's a that's a look into the West playoff series right now. Super entertaining across the board. Um, it, it, you know, going to be exciting to watch these next two to three games. You know, possibly you know possibly a couple of game sevens in, in the horizon, and um, going to be. Uh, you know, definitely glued glued to it, watching these games, seeing what else uh, these guys are gonna pull out. Like I said, I I feel like Harden is due for a big game. Um, you know, although Kawhi's been playing amazing, I feel like he could be due for a big game, and uh, we can see some, you know, continue to see history broken in the bubble. So uh, a lot of great basketball. I'm gonna continue to. Uh, you know, get you the latest news from around the NBA. Um, I'm going to be back tomorrow with uh, with uh, the East playoff breakdown across the board. The East, obviously, a little bit um, less competitive 
you know, have a couple of sweeps on that end. Already a second round matchup set. And, uh, but we're gonna get into the East and kind of some of uh, the news from around the NBA of, that has been affected because of those sweeps. So you're listening to Hoops with Slim Shooter. Get back with me tomorrow. Have a good night.